Narcissism will want you to hold on to the good memories. It'll want you to remember the highs that you had, the best times you had with them, and it'll make you forget the lows. It'll make you forget the things that have happened. And as a result, you'll start to romanticize. You'll start to think about the past relationship, trying to forget all the trauma, all the abuse, everything that you've been through, and you'll only focus on the highs. You'll only focus on the romanticizing of it. This is what you have to be really careful, and you have to go back and you have to analyze it and look at the facts. What are the facts of the relationship? Well, the facts is he said that he loved me and then he walked out the door and went to another girl and cheated on me. The facts is she said that she loved me, but then she screamed and smeared me and I lost my job because of it. The fact is they said that they loved me. We had a great dinner, but then left dinner and they were yelling, raging, driving erratically. You have to be able to combat those romanticized moments, those good moments with the facts of what was actually under the surface. See, a lot of narcissism stems from ego, and a lot of times that comes down to being like a god complex or in charge of their own life. And so they think that they're God's gift to the entire creation. They think they're God's gift to women when they're with five women at the same time. Like, it's incredible. And they will confuse themselves. They will manipulate. They will gaslight. They will lie to themselves saying, oh, I'm this type of person. Oh, I'm the best person. When it's not true. Like, when a narcissist is abusing someone else, there is nothing about God in that at all. Whether that's a sense of entitlement, whether that's him justifying it, whether that's any aspect of it being brought into that, God is not a part of that. And so they don't get to the place where they actually realize and admit it and actually say, hey, like, I'm not the number one. I need to cut my lies. I need to be truthful. I need to be honest. That's stuff that they're never going to do because remember, they think they're number one and they think that they are God in a lot of aspects. So when you block someone, you would think that they would miss you, that they would be upset that because they miss having you in their life. That's not the case when it comes to a narcissist. A narcissist hates the fact that you block them because of the sole reason that they have now lost control and they've now lost influence over your life. So a lot of times when you go to the place where you end up blocking the narcissist, they will rage, they will obsess, they will try to contact you, hoover you, love bomb you as much as they possibly can. They'll reach out constantly because a lot of times they want that control back. Now sometimes people get upset because they're like, oh, they didn't rage, they didn't try to hoover, they didn't try to come back. Well, it's probably also because they already had lined up another supply or they'd already lined up someone else to go be with or they'd already discarded and they don't care. As a result, they'll continue to move on. That's when you close the door to make sure that they can't come back and that there's not an opportunity for them to come back because a lot of times they will rage and get upset when you do block them. Right, so here's problem one. You're asking for help, but the problem is you have the power right now to help yourself, but you haven't yet because you haven't blocked him. You haven't cut all contact, so there's no way that you see anything of his, you hear anything about him, and that you're able to move on and live in peace and tranquility because otherwise, narcissists will do this. They will mess with your minds. They will come on. They will like your posts. They will view your stories. They will post stuff about you but not directed at you. They will post stuff about things that you like but not specifically about you. They will do anything they can to be able to mess with your mind, to be able to make you angry, anything like that. Don't believe anything a narcissist puts after you've told them to get out of your life, but you have to protect yourself. That means you have to block, you have to go no contact, you have to cut out flying monkeys, family members, anything like that that is going to report back to them so that you get to the place that you live in peace. Doesn't mean you live in ignorance, you grow yourself, but you live in peace where they can't still control you or manipulate you by their frivolous actions. 
narcissists will stalk you on social media. A lot of times they'll end up stalking because they don't believe what you're actually putting up there. They don't believe that you're happy because in their mind, you still want them. In their mind, your best life was when you were with them and you can't do any better than them. So even to the fact that like there's been narcissists that they've seen online a person get married and they're like, oh, they're just faking it. Like they, they didn't even get married. They're just doing that to try to be able to hurt me. Because you have to remember, they take everything and they're gonna try to twist it around and put it in their mind that they're the number one person. So they'll do that oftentimes. Um, other times they'll stalk just to be able to try to have control over someone, to be able to still obsess over someone, to try to get a supply back, to try to reverse hoover a person so that they'll end up contacting them or they'll end up going back and forth in exchange, whatever it might be. Other times they'll literally just stalk the person on social media just creepily just to see what's going on or just to mess with them. So if someone with narcissistic traits actually wants to change, oftentimes that doesn't happen. If it does happen where they're actually wanting to change, what you should see is you should see growth. You should see change. You should see them trying. You should see it be consistent over a period of time. Because you have to remember, a narcissist a lot of times will love bomb, will hoover, will keep you really close for a period of time, and then they'll go back to abusing. So what you're looking for, if they're going to therapy, you want them to make sure they're getting help, but then that change has to be consistent. It has to be following through. It has to be continuing. It has to be progressing. If it's not, then they're not actually in it for change. That's where you have to watch and kind of see like, are they changing? Are they starting to open up? Are they starting to be honest? Are they starting to be vulnerable? Are they working on accountability of showing where they are, of who they're with? Are they being honest? Are they still hiding stuff? All those things go into actual change. So you can see actual change is consistent change. I want to clarify when a narcissist said sorry, okay? Because there's a couple things that people get confused about here. One is people mistake sorry for an apology. Sorry is not an apology. Saying sorry does not communicate anything apologetic-wise. Apology is actually apologizing for the actions and then having a change involved. Saying sorry is just oftentimes typically using like emotions and a play on words to make people think that there's actually some sort of empathy there or making people think that they actually have engaged in some type of feelings about the situation. So for a narcissist to say sorry, they don't mean it. They're using that to be able to manipulate your emotions. They're using that to be able to manipulate your empathy, thinking that they're actually sorry. What happens with a narcissist is they rage at you, they say they're sorry, then they rage at you, they say they're sorry, then they rage at you, they say they're sorry. Do you see what happens here? They develop a pattern and you develop a pattern of getting used to that and putting up with it because you think sorry is an apology when it's not. See, this is very true. Narcissists do have emotions. Most people on here think that they don't have emotions. They're just these demonic beings that are void of all emotions and feelings. No, the problem is they don't know how to use their emotions. They don't know how to regulate it because they were brought up in an emotionally abusive household. They were physically or mentally abused. They had overbearing parents, over-enabling parents, like whatever you want to call it. Like They get to a place where they don't know how to regulate their emotions. So my therapist said for a period of time, there's going to be people that come into my life that actually reap parent me. Not that my parents did this awful job raising me, but there's going to be aspects that people are going to come into my lives and they're going to help reparent sections of my emotions, sections of my life that I don't compute with, that I don't register with, that I don't understand how to deal with those emotions. They just pop up. They're big. They're nasty. They're awful. And the easiest way is to be rageful, be angry, yell at other people, blame other people, but I don't know how to control them. I don't know how to regulate them. That's the reparenting of emotions that has to happen with a narcissist.
This is a great example of how a narcissist is going to switch it around and put it back on you. They're always going to blame their actions on you, on what you have done. If you'd have been here, I wouldn't have gone and been with someone. If you had loved me better, then I wouldn't have cheated on you. If you'd re respected me, then I wouldn't have yelled at you. If you would have made my food better, then I wouldn't have thrown a pan. You know, there's anything and everything that they're going to try to do to be able to blame their actions on you. It's not. It's not on you. Trust me, it's not on you. It is literally a mind game all the time of trying to get back to the place where they will put the blame on you for their actions. Their actions are their actions, period. They made that choice. You didn't stand there and tell them, hey, go cheat on me. You didn't stand there and say, hey, please yell at me more. You didn't stand there and say, please abuse me. They made those choices every single day, and you have to remember that because they will put those lies in your head. A trauma bond is like detox for a victim. You see, a trauma bond is almost like the same high of getting hooked on drugs with somebody. And as a result, you don't want to let them go. You realize, hey, this person is toxic. This person is killing me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And you want to keep holding on for the sole reason that that's the only thing that makes you feel in that moment. Because they've desensitized you so much to everything else around you. And you feel like that's the only way that you can get validation of who you are and get love. But it's not true. Just as the detox happens with drugs and with people coming down off a high, the same exact thing happens with a trauma bond where people are coming off that high. They're coming off of that thought process of this is the only way, this is the only option to get to a place understanding, hey, there's healthier options out there. There's better options out there. There's options that I can grow and change and become the person I was meant to be.